Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Well, we continue to go back to the classroom in August. We are calling it Retirement 101, going back to the basics. And today, it's the tips you need to know if you're thinking about retiring early. It's something many of us dream about, but how can you get it done? The Get Ready for the Future show starts right now. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And we welcome you into another edition of our show on this Saturday all across Arkansas. Thank you for listening wherever you are. If you're getting in the last little bit of lake time or you're headed to the Home Depot or Lowe's this morning, we're glad that you're taking us along. My name is Scott Inman, Austin Evans to my left, John Shrewsbury to my right, and Janet Walker to his right as we get settled in for another talk. It's the third week now in August, and we're going back to the classroom, as I just said, and it's kind of the basics. It's kind of We're calling it Retirement 101, and I, and I wanted to set it up today with this, guys. I just took my son. Uh, my oldest is a senior. He's back to back to school and already wow. has, he already has senioritis, by the way. So. <laughs> That's bad in August. I mean, it, it, we've just gotten going here, but he is <laughs> he has done very well taking his ACT. He's got a 31. Okay, so we're very right. proud of him, but the thing, the only hitch in that plan is, is that he needs a 32. Oh, uh, one if, point. If you get a 32 in the state of Arkansas, you qualify automatically for the governor's scholarship, which is another $10,000 a year. Yeah. And we could kind of use that. Yeah, it's a big oh, yeah. deal. So I enrolled him in what's called Classroom 101. Yeah. So I, I thought about Retirement 101 over the weekend when I was thinking about getting him enrolled in Classroom 101 because this is basically an ACT prep course. It does other things too, but the part that we're using is an ACT prep course where he can learn about what he did well, Yep. learn about where he is weak and, and needs some help and take many practice tests and see the results of those practice tests and prepare for the next four weeks before he takes the ACT again in September. And the preparation level to get that one number is immense. Yes. And I thought about how that applies to what we talk about every day on the show, but particularly as we get in the month of August here and talk about Retirement 101, we're chasing numbers in retirement. We're chasing an income number. We're chasing an asset number. And today, more uh, importantly and more specifically, we're talking about an age number if you're going to retire early. So you really have to put in a lot of work to get that one number on your ACT, and you really need a lot of prep to get that one number or however many numbers it is in your retirement. And there's a lot of, um, I'll just call it grind to it yes. in, in terms of uh, if you think about all the football teams that are getting ready to play their first game in the, in the not too distant future, uh, there is a lot of just grinded out preparation that has to be done. And, you know, I, I've been uh, introduced to the uh, new concept of Netflix. I, I, I say it's a new, new concept. concept. Well, it's, new to it, him. Are, are you late to the party here, John? Well, or? He or, just or, had <laughs> a birthday recently. He's kind of in that next hold on, realm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know about the whole Netflix thing where they used to send you the stuff in the mail. Janet used to do that. But it's a new concept to me to be able to watch whatever I want to mm-hmm. on my iPad, wherever I'm at, and all that type of thing. And so I've been traveling a lot. And I've been watching Last Chance You, uh, which is this incredible story of uh, this junior college over in Mississippi where all these kids that get in trouble in, in college end up at pl- to play. And then they have another chance mm-hmm. at maybe going on to uh, a, a big college or the NFL or whatever the ca- case may be. But I'm, I'm struck about how much of a grind it is and this really does chronicle practice and all of that type of thing and if you are thinking about retiring early there's a lot of discipline a lot of focus a lot of grind that has to go on uh, to retire early but I think it all does begin with that game plan it begins with 
what is it that you're grinding for? Because Janet, you can, you can obviously prepare and you can grind and you can do all of these things, but if you don't know what you're preparing for, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I, I talk with my kids and we talk with our team about having smart goals. We've talked about that on the show before and retirement needs to be a smart goal as well. It's specific, it's measurable, it's time bound. So those are all, all features that are important in having a smart goal. So you can't just say, uh, I want to retire later. Well, that's not very specific. Mm-hmm. What, what does retirement look like for you? Like, when do you want to do it? And what do you need to have coming in in terms of income? And then what do you want having have to have in mm-hmm. terms of income? So you've got to be specific because otherwise you don't have a goal to hit. And I think about the the sacrifice you know if you take a look at at, at last last chance you or mm-hmm. any uh activity any athletic activity you've got to give up something in order to get something yeah it's one of those things where you have to have some delayed gratification type of discipline in order to reach whatever goals you have for retirement i also think of going back to planning for say an early retirement also planning for a plan b what if plan a doesn't quite work out the way you think it should instead of saying i'll retire later at some point it's this is plan b if plan a doesn't work out so it's that discipline to really map out your road to that retirement goal so I want to go back to that goal before we really get in depth. I've got some numbers here on how many of us uh, really are going to retire early. It's less than it used to be, uh, a Gallup poll shows. But I want to go back to the the SMART goals and goals in general because I want to share a story that I, I, I just sat with a, a couple earlier this week. They'd come in. They were probably a uh, little, little bit of difference in their age, one in, the 50, in their 50s, one right at 50, so about 49, and they know they're behind. They know they're behind and they're playing catch-up, but they're serious about it. They're getting serious about it, and they're not behind enough that it's an insurmountable task. But one of the parts of the conversation as we started looking over where their investments were is they had a lot of individual equities. They've been self-directing all of their mm-hmm. uh, accounts, and, man, they've been on quite a ride. I mean, they had a lot of Amazon. They had a lot of those yeah. S&P 500 stocks, and those things have been soaring lately, right? Right. And we had this discussion of they felt like they were so far behind that they had to take more risk. They had to do that type right. of thing. And we talked about this discussion of once you have the game plan, it's about the goal, not as much about the rate of return. Because they were thinking solely about, I've got to get 18 19% if I'm going to hit my goal. And we talked about reworking that mindset into reaching a goal, John, rather than a rate of return. It is all about the income in retirement, not necessarily about the asset level. You know, I was thinking about our analogy that we've used before about the, the, the chunk of gold that just falls from heaven and, and in, it's in, in your, your backyard, in one, your day. backyard yeah. one day and all of that. But let me get, let me give a, a more realistic goal. In, in Arkansas, this would be, uh, you know, very realistic. You think about if you suddenly inherited land. Yeah. And maybe it had some pine trees on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe you inherited a massive amount of land. Well, on paper, you're wealthy. But unless you are able to convert those yeah. pine trees into cash, turning trees into if you, dollars. If you can harvest them, that's, that's right. one thing. That, yeah. That's one thing. But if you can't do that, if you don't really have the ability or the understanding to do that, then all you've got is a bunch of land that actually is a, uh, a liability a, for it is you a liability. because you, you still got you've still got other things to pay on that land. Yeah, yeah. you've got you've got taxes yeah. to pay on that land, and so you know I think that oftentimes Scott, like your clients, they they are are focused on this dollar amount that they've got to get to. When maybe if they take a step back and say, okay, what are the methodologies? What are the tactics that can be used to generate? income and the income level that we're looking for, I think that is the big difference maker when it comes to retirement income planning. And it's even more appropriate to do that when you're looking at retiring early. Yeah, special challenges, no question about it, uh, when it comes to trying to retire early. And I think that's something that resonates with us because we all probably think about what if we could retire early and then you start thinking about all those extra things that you have to deal with that you don't have to deal with if you retire later in life. We're going to talk about some tips to help you retire early. If you think you're ready, it's getting harder to do. In 2015, 37% of Americans are expected to retire after age 65. And if you compare that to 14% in 1995, according to a Gallup poll, that is a stark difference. We are working longer. But we have some tips to help you retire early. We're just getting started on the Get Ready for the Future show. We'll be back right after this. 
Like what you hear? The Get Ready for the Future show is always just a click away. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website, GetReadyForTheFuture.com. We'll be right back. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Well, we have a very significant milestone ahead of us that will likely happen the middle of next week, John, on Wednesday, August 22nd of next week. The bull market that we are currently in will become the longest ever, overtaking the bull market of the 1990s as the longest ever. It began back in March of 2009. And I think it's interesting that when we talk about this milestone, it's a bull market that almost wasn't. Our our friends at LPL Research giving us this information, that if you use a 20% correction as the endpoint, this bull market almost ended in October of 2011 when the intraday low hit more than 20%. Now, the index rallied off of that low and closed down 19.4, just barely escaping what is defined as a bear market, and then we kept rolling. Yep. But when you look at the length of this bull market, I think it puts a lot of investors on edge, and so we need to kind of dig down beneath what the fundamentals say. Well, let's think about it. Tariffs, you've got trade wars, you've got inflation, you've got a flattening yield curve, you've got a global economy that seems to be slowing down. The headlines cast all kinds of doubt about where we're going economically. But if you look under the hood, you will see that this economy still has plenty of gas in it, Scott. And I think that that there is a, a good deal of, of potential for investors going forward. And what you've got to keep in mind is that just because we now have the longest bull market in history, uh, age is really just a number. It really is. It does not, uh, bull markets do not die of old age. They die of excesses. And one of the things that we do in conjunction with our partners at LPL Research is we look at the excesses and we say, okay, what are the excesses in the economy right now? And we don't see a whole lot of excesses in the economy like we have in previous recessions. Well, I think it is worth pointing out, and maybe there's a case to be made even, that a lot, a lot of the reason this bull market has lasted as long as it has is it really hasn't ramped up much. If you compare the S&P 500 gains during the 1990s, which is the bull market that it's going to overtake as the longest, the S&P gained nearly 420% during that run, yep. and we're going to be right over 320%. It's been a plow horse, sluggish bull market until the last couple of years. Yeah, and we talked a lot about that, uh, especially prior to the last couple of years, that that this has been a weak recovery coming out of the recession, one of the weakest that we'd seen for a while. Well, a couple of years ago, that turned around, and we've had good, strong markets. Now, what we're seeing now is more volatility, which is very common in the late stages of a bull market. So when you think about a bull, you think about how volatile a ride on a bull might be if you physically got on a bull, that bull is going to buck and snort and do all kinds of things, and you probably would like to get off. But the benefits of riding it all the way through and getting that that gold buckle, so to speak, in a rodeo are good. And I think that's the same analogy that you can make with this bull market. We're going to see a lot of bucking and snorting going on, and it would not surprise us to see a pullback in the short term. Of course, August and September tend to be historically some of the most volatile months that we might have in the markets. And so we're headed into that time. But again, we feel like that there's plenty of gas in the economic engine and that we think that we'll finish the year pretty strong if all the economic indicators hold up. Ride the bull, but we don't want to get gored. We know we are at the late uh, stages of the economic cycle. So again, the importance that we talk about all the time, if you are retiring in the next two to five years, 
you certainly need a retirement income plan in place because there will be a bear market somewhere out there in the future. Longest bull market ever. Happy birthday to that bull market. That's it for the longest for or the longest. The, short, the fastest four minutes in investing about the longest bull market ever. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. Your retirement should be more. More than just investments. More about you and more Get Ready for the Future show. Stay tuned for more. Tired of the commercials? We are too. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We have been talking all August long about Retirement 101, going back to the basics, getting a strong foundation as you head towards retirement wherever you are on that journey. If you're in your 20s or 30s or you're right on the door, knocking on the door of retirement, some basics that you need to know. If you're just hearing us for the first time this month and you've missed some of those shows, I want to encourage you to go back and check us out on iTunes or Stitcher. Our podcasts are up on both of those uh, outlets, you can listen to a previous Get Ready for the Future show broadcast. And you also have an opportunity to get more in-depth at an upcoming Gen Wealth Academy workshop. We've got a couple coming up in September, and it's in many ways going to be a recap of what we've been talking about all month long. And it might go in a deeper dive from things that we didn't even have a chance to talk about on the radio. The title of that Gen Wealth Academy workshop is Retirement 101. And there are two opportunities for you to attend. So they're a little bit uh, geographic-based. So if you're listening today and you're up uh, north of Little Rock and you want to make it down to Mike's Place in Conway, that uh, Gen Wealth Academy workshop is coming up on September 18th at 6.30. And the week before that is the Big Little Rock workshop on September 11th, 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, Retirement 101, a Gen Wealth Academy workshop, absolutely free as all of our workshops are to attend. It is education-based. We are not there to sell you anything. We want you to learn some of the basics that you need to know heading into retirement. So go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. You can register there for free. Dinner is served. It'll take about an hour and a half at the most, and bring your questions. We always like to hear your questions. So if there's anything you've been thinking about towards retirement, no matter how far off it is, bring your questions and bring yourself to the Gen Wealth Academy workshop. We are talking today about Retirement 101 and retiring early. And that is definitely an added um, task, many added tasks for people to live a long retirement, a longer retirement than if you're retiring at a, nor retiring at a normal uh, retirement age or an average retirement age. So what is early? How early? And really the jumping off point here when we start this discussion, guys, should really be center around. First of all, you have to think about, well, what are you, what are you going to retire to? And you hear that, but everybody who is retiring, John, should retire to something. But when you're talking about maybe retiring before 60 in your late 50s, that is a long life mm -hmm. potentially that you could be living away from your main career and you better have a plan. Yeah, without question, I think that there are, you know, there there's a great deal of desire to have freedom later in life because you have worked a lot and and you know, you'd like to go, "Hey, I'd like to live a little before, you know, I get too old to enjoy it." That that's the common theme that that we hear. But you know, the as I've said to many, many clients, there's only so many rounds of golf you can play. Mm -hmm. There's only so many activities that you can go do uh, until you run out. And then you've got this day-to-day -day routine of waking up and going, now what? And and I think that, that there has to be a purpose, Janet, there does. Uh, in the early retirement. And maybe it is that you're called to do something that maybe is not going to be financially lucrative to right. you, but beneficial in some way uh, to yourself or others. Others. And I think that's the, one of the bigger things that we see motivating people to step out of the workforce. So we call it work retirement. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they are leaving a, a good paying job and maybe going to a lesser paying job. But it is, as you were saying, John, it is their desire to pursue something that they're passionate about. They have up to this point, Austin needed yeah. to do something for a paycheck, mm -hmm. but now they can do something for purpose. Yeah, I'm seeing more and more people get to that retirement stage and the retiring say earlier and that work retirement is a hobby they've done for years. They're now maybe starting a business with yeah. that hobby, like that passion you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They decide, 
look, I'm good. I've got my income goals set. I'm, I'm fine there, but I want to do this because I love and enjoy doing it. And clearly, we, we have a little bit different paradigm right now because we have this whole gig economy thing going mm-hmm. on where, you know, it's fairly easy uh, to do things to, to make some income uh, online and, and you know, uh, selling stuff online and all of that type of thing. I know a lot of people that, that have sideline businesses that yep. bring in two, three, four thousand dollars a month because they are able to do that in their spare time. And so if you're able to then say, okay, well, let's take that income and income that I could generate from my savings and investments, then yeah, you can, you can put together some things to, to create income. Uh, but does that keep you busy and does that fulfill you? I think about the, the, uh, the classic book, uh, by Bill Buford, uh, Bob Buford, uh, mm-hmm. uh, halftime. It talks about going from success to significance. Mm-hmm. And I think that drives a lot of, of people to say, you know, I've, I've worked, I've had some success in my life, but what all does it mean? And, and is there a bigger meaning out there for me, uh, to do something, uh, in retirement that f- is fulfilling, but also helps me to, to survive. Sometimes it can be a lot of fun too. I had an uh, annual review with a client who was fortunate enough to retire at 55 and has now been uh, retired for a year. So he's 56 years old. And and, and this is, first of all, the, the points to telling this story is one, you probably are going to want to do something at some point, because to your point, you're not only going to play so many rounds of golf and you, and boredom can be a, a real An detriment, yeah. to you, mm-hmm. a real issue mentally and physically he loves to to fish and he's been going out on the boat and fishing but to the same point as the golf you can only do that so much but he's been able to parlay that or possibly may parlay that into some part-time work he has struck up a friendship with a professional angler who goes on all these fishing trips and they are going to take him along and he is going to be able to work for this major league fishing and go hang out and be a judge for the fishing tournament because they are starting to morph now towards those judges being in the boat rather than trying to make the anglers keep the fish alive while yeah. they're out there and then uh, bring yeah. them back and have the weigh in and they'd be dead. Yep. So they've got judges on the boat and he's going to get to be a judge and clean up the guy's boat and go to Michigan and hang out on the lake and get paid to do it. He's taking his passion and yes. getting a paycheck yeah. for it. Yes. Yeah. Some, somehow I can relate to that. Troy Johnson and I fished a tournament uh, a year or so ago. <laughs> I remember that. You remember yes. that? And we ended up at the bank with dead fish in the, in the, <laughs> yes. and, I was, and it was his boat so I'm blaming him for the dead fish but yeah. you know, anyway. A year uh, later. I, bless yes, his heart. Yes. You know, I don't forget too much. So anyway, I, I think that, that yes, you've got to, to figure that part of it out. But once you have that part of it figured out, Scott, then you've got to begin to to do what we call planning. Mm-hmm. And, and that is to begin to look at the hurdles that you've got to overcome. And I think anytime that you're thinking about retiring early, one of the first things that you've got to think about is how do you overcome the whole uh, retirement age barrier yeah. when it comes to the investment programs that you have? Of mm-hmm. course, if you you have an IRA, it's 59 and a half before you can pull money out of the IRA without an early withdrawal penalty. Or having to jump through some hoops to get to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a 401k plan and you draw the money directly from the 401k plan, then you can actually retire at 55 uh, and and draw income that way. But And so you've got to think about, okay, can I navigate around the 55 and 59 and a half issues? And how do I do that with after-tax dollars? As before, as opposed to the before tax dollars. So that's one thing that you've got to think about. But the other thing and the big problem that I think most people don't appreciate about uh, early retirement is the strain that it puts on your investment program and the fact that you've got all these years that are added on to the time that your money has to help you to survive. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when you look at the the length of retirement for people, you know, I heard somebody the other day talking about you could be re- retired for two decades. And I thought, mm, you're not doing no. very good math there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I mean, it, it's three decades plus your money has to be able to continue to work for you and not just provide the income that you had early in retirement, but to be able to provide an increase as far as inflation is concerned. And that is another reason that people begin to work sometimes early in retirement. Yeah, you, you almost want to also look at, you know, what's a your guaranteed monthly income streams that, that 
we talk about the foundation of your home. That's right. that's got to be in place even with retiring early. Well, I think that that clearly the folks that have the the luxury, I'll call it, mm-hmm. of having a pension, but also having the availability of drawing that yeah. pension prior to the traditional mm-hmm. age sixty five, yeah. and yeah. some pensions do afford you that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that the like in in a lot of public service mm-hmm. pensions, you can work twenty five years. And then retire on that pension. And so you take a police officer that maybe started when he was 25, he puts his 25 in, and all of a sudden at 50 years old, he has this income stream that's available. And so that does give you some pivot uh, points that you can look at. But I think that that's the first hurdle in the planning process, Scott, that you've got to overcome is if you're going to retire sometime earlier than 59 and a half, then exactly what are the tactics that you're going to use to do that? I've had a couple of people come in recently to want to retire early. And again, defining early is is a little bit variable, but pre-65 and the number one concern for all of these clients is what about health insurance? Health insurance is a big issue because obviously 65 is the age that you can get Medicare and things start to level out a little bit on that end. But if you're walking away from a job before 65 and you're not going to be on your spouse's insurance, maybe she or he is retiring as well, then you've got to go out into the marketplace. And that can be a bit of a stressful situation these days, especially in the, in the, in the environment we're in right now, John. If you're going to go onto the, the marketplace and try to find an over-the-counter, so to speak, health insurance program, you're not going to like what you see. Well, you can find it. It's yeah, out there, it's there. And, and it's accessible because yeah. you don't have to prove insurability on these plans. Right. Yeah. But it costs you. I mean, you're, you're looking at high deductibles, high coinsurance, and high premiums to be able to do that. You know, there have been people considering going that route, and we've told them when they first sat down, okay, you need to go find out how much this is going to cost you. Figure out Mm -hmm. what plan you want to use and get a cost, and they come back. In some cases, they can go ahead and pull the trigger on it. Mm -hmm. And in other cases, that is the deciding factor to wait. Mm -hmm. And let me touch on something that you just grazed just a second ago, Scott, and that is if you have a spouse and that spouse is going to continue to work, yet you're going to retire you want to talk about tiptoeing through a minefield that is a real problem and and, and i'm being serious about that you think about oh you know alarm clock goes off you got to get your butt out of bed and i get to stay here well that's true but you want to you think about the 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 tension that that does tend to create if there is one spouse that stays home all the time and the other one's out there going to work there is a mental factor there that i think you've got to think through as you go down that road, because one of the things you don't want to do is to cause your dream of retirement to create a nightmare in the relationship that you've got. There's a lot to consider, a lot to discuss. If you'd like to take the first step in sitting down with a GenWealth financial advisor to go over some of this, whether you're planning to retire early or not, but putting together that plan for your retirement whenever it may be, Write this number down, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355 to set up that first complimentary appointment with a GenWealth advisor. And we'll continue with the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. More where that came from after the break. got questions we've got answers email info at get ready for the future.com with your name location and question to get a response on the air from the gen wealth team now back to the get ready for the future show I want to invite you to check us out on social media. You can find our Twitter handle at GenWealthFA, and you can also search for GenWealth Financial Advisors on Facebook. Like our page, and you'll be able to see some uh, interesting content there, educational. You'll be able to learn about our upcoming workshops. And coming up next week on the Get Ready for the Future show, we're going to be talking about the perfect storm. We're not talking about an Arkansas tornado. We're not talking about a hurricane. We are still in hurricane season. We're talking about a financial storm, a perfect storm. Could it be brewing in the markets in the not-so-distant future? And if you're retiring into that, what are some things you need to do to be prepared for it? And we're asking on our Facebook page this week, what are your concerns about retiring into what will likely be the longest bull market in American history? 
share that with us on the comment section in our Facebook page. You'll look for that uh, question right there on Genwell Financial Advisors Facebook page. Like our page, comment to us. We'll possibly read some of those comments on the air next week as we talk about the perfect storm that could be brewing from an investment perspective. This week, though, we're talking about tips to help you retire early. And we talked about that health insurance conundrum. And I want to return to that in just a moment because we did talk about the negative side of that, the sticker shock of, of the not-so-affordable Care Act health insurance marketplace sometimes. <laughs> you know, it has driven a lot of people to medical sharing programs. And I think yeah. we should probably point that out. Yeah. And, and full disclosure, I'm a member of one of those. But there are a lot of those cropping up. And the one that I'm uh, a part of has grown in the last two years from 77,000 members to over 400,000. Wow. There are a lot of people being driven to that. And a lot of the reason it is appealing is the deductibles, meantime, uh, the deductibles and the, and they're not actually technically deductibles because that's one of the first things we should talk about. It's not actually insurance. They call it sharing. Uh, they call it your annual household portion. And the the premium, which is also not a premium, it's a sharing, yeah. uh, but it works like a premium, are often lower than those on the marketplace. And a lot of people should know about that. Yeah, there are a number of uh, groups that have banded together, particularly in the religious realm, that have, have done this. And, and uh, it has been in direct response to two things. Yeah. One has been, you know, the out-of-control cost of, of health insurance out there. And then the second thing is is that, you know, the, the battle that goes on sometimes times with claims paying. And so that has driven uh, some people to, to do these types of programs. Uh, now, I will, in full disclosure, we've not done a ton of research on that. Obviously, you've got some personal experience with that. But I do think that that when you are thinking about retiring, and if you're going to to you know, accomplish any goal, I think you've got to put all options on the table. And I think you've got to look very carefully at each one of those options and say, okay, is this a, an alternative for me. Now, that does require some extra work. And I think I want to, to emphasize uh, during the show that if you're thinking about retiring early, you better plan mm -hmm. on some extra work yeah. above and beyond what it would take to retire at a normal time. Yeah. And when you're really looking at those health insurance options, uh, we all would highly recommend you meet with a specialist in that field yes. because just like with planning for your retirement, we would recommend meeting with specialists, whether also working on your car, you're going to a specialist with that. Same thing with choosing this health, these health insurance options. Map it out, look at it, and then go, okay, I need expert opinion on how does this work versus how this works. So I'm wondering, Scott, uh, given your experience with this, is there like a, a backup uh, to this MediShare thing where you've got this catastrophic plan kind of in the background that if your costs exceed a certain amount that you fall over to that? Or what, how does that work? Well, a lot of, and now a lot of people will go out and buy secondary or primary coverage, and this is their secondary coverage. So they may have more than one, uh, one, more than one policies. But, you know, the first thing, again, I can't reiterate enough, it is not insurance. And right. you need to be right. prepared for mm -hmm. pulling out your your card and on the back of that card it says this is not insurance and that's that can be a little bit it's a reality check. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. but i can tell you right now that we're going through some health problems in our household and it is working um and the, and on this particular sharing program there is no cap there is no uh there there is no there's no that, there's no maximum there's that, no yeah. maximum that they're going to pay uh and and it is full coverage after you've met the deductible which is another advantage too because a lot of Traditional insurance is are still going. A lot of traditional insurance policies are still going to require you to pay a, a co-insurance, a right. percentage of it, up to a maximum, of course, usually. But it does. It's been full coverage since we met the deductible. So, just for clarification purposes, and, we're we're not. I'm not endorsing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah not, we're yeah. we're yeah. not necessarily endorsing any plan, uh, be it a a, a a type of Affordable Care Act plan or anything. It is what we're saying is number one, do your homework, yeah, yeah. and number yeah. two, consult a professional. Absolutely. Do your due diligence as we would encourage you to do on any topic. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about emergency funds because that's that plays a different role, I think, when you're retiring early than, than maybe in your work life or maybe if you're retiring uh, and, and you're a little older. 
Obviously, we talk on this program a lot about having three to six months worth of emergency funds in cash, of course, because you don't want to, I can't tell you, have, I've actually had people come in lately that had a, a brokerage account and they considered it their emergency fund. And I'm like, well, what if it's 20% less tomorrow when yeah. you gotta, when you got to pull yeah. it out? Yeah. So, so it needs to be in cash. needs to be, don't worry about it not growing. I know it's a point, there's a decimal in front of that interest <laughs> rate, but it's got to be liquid. It's got to be accessible and it's got to be counted on to be the same amount you put in there. But when you talk about three to six months during your work life, you're talking about if, you, if you're if you out of work and, and you have to pay your expenses for three to six months. But what about if you're going to retire early? I think about these things. You're going to replace one, maybe two cars, maybe three cars if you're yep. going to be retired that long. You're going to have a couple of air conditioning units. You're going to have a roof on the house possibly. Right. That I think you really have to re take another look at how big that emergency fund needs to be. Janet always picks at me about my redneck analogies, but here we go. You know, I, you've got to look at your, your retirement dollars as your milk cow. Yep. Uh, and that milk cow is producing the milk that you need every day to help feed your family. And, and essentially your retirement fund is producing the milk of income to you. So you have that good, consistent income. When you have an emergency, you can't go shoot the cow and, and, and get some steak, steak <laughs> and, and, and cover the emergency yeah. and think that you're still going to get milk. You know, that it just doesn't work that way. Oftentimes we see people that have an investment account, kind of like you were talking about, and they think it's their money. And they don't segregate emergency fund from the fund that's actually producing the income. So when that car needs to be replaced yeah. or when that catastrophic situation comes along that they need twenty or $30,000, they go, oh, well, I'll just go over here and get it over here. And it seems to be that it'll be okay. Yeah. Well, it is until it isn't. I, I know we're really focused on doing that with your emergency fund, but the same thing happens with retirement funds. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about retiring on time, it is the best plan to leave your money for your retirement money alone until you retire. We see people dipping into that on a regular basis, whether it's with loans. Oh, it's okay. I'm paying myself interest back. Yeah, you're losing a whole lot along the way. And so you've got to pay attention to that money is for retirement. Your right now today paycheck is for right now today. It's naming your dollars. You know, we constantly tell clients that. And uh, I know, Janet, you do this a lot when we're working on appointments together. You ask clients are telling us I have this savings account, this savings accounts. Okay. What is that money for? What, what, yeah. what by design did you want that money to accomplish? It's getting clients and people to think about, I need to really th- sit down and name my dollars, what I want them to do. And then you allocate them accordingly. And you've seen many times, Austin, they don't know. Yeah, exactly. They just have savings. It's, it's and there. They go, I, I, don't well, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So another tip for retiring early is a plan for absorbing at least 3% inflation a year. So we get, let's get into the inflation talk. And it's lower than 3% now, although it is creeping up closer to 3 Historically, it's been over 4 over the last 50 years in this country. So inflation is, you heard it called the silent killer. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And it works on both sides of the retirement equation. I can't tell you how many people, if they've come in to me and said they're going to retire in 7, 8, 9, 10 years, and they say, I think we'll be okay on $5,000 a month. Well, that's $5,000 a month today. Yes. We've got to inflate that $5,000 to your retirement date and see what it looks like and then build a plan to continue to get raises along the way in retirement. Scott, if anybody has ever come to a Gen Wealth Academy workshop, particularly in uh, the three big risk, Janet and I play uh, the the uh, Wheel of Fortune game. You know, yes, and, yes, we and, do. Uh, it's not Wheel of Fortune. Price is right. Price is right. Price is right. <laughs> That's it's it. the we- that game. They well, have a wheel in Price is Right. Yeah. They well, do. yeah, but <laughs> okay. So I'm getting older. Okay. okay. I, don't know. I, I, I get confused, but 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 here's the point. We talk about what things cost 20 years ago, right. and not you know exorbitant things. We talk about milk and bread and gasoline, what they were 20 years ago and what they are today. Well, there's two things here. One, just expect it to be more expensive as time goes on. Common sense tells you that that's going to be the case. You can't stick your head in the sand and think that that's not going to happen. It is. So that's number one. And number two, you have to also think that that you're going to still need those things when you retire. It's not like when you retire, you can leave behind 
the world and and, right. the, and the progress the world is making and the increases in cost that the world is making. And, I, and you bring up a big point, Scott, that we are beginning to see some wage inflation. We're beginning to see some price inflation right now. And that has the, the Fed, the Federal Reserve Board, on watch to raise interest rates to try to control the growth of that inflation. And so we're, you know, we're going into a bit of a different era in our country uh, that we haven't seen for many, many years. And I think that is going to be the silent killer in retirement. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've done some examples in workshops in the past about the impact of inflation to be able to give people a visual. And it's funny to even just watch their faces and go, oh my gosh, it never really has soaked in because you don't see the 20 year gap when you go to the grocery store you see the change that it's made since last week when you were there and it's so minor that you don't even notice and you just keep going so we've got about a minute left but we want to relate that to your income plan because think about it if if things are going to go up over time in retirement is your income going to be able to keep pace with that? Well, I mentioned the benefit of a pension mm-hmm. uh, on early retirement. Yeah. Let's talk about the 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 challenge challenge with a pension. The challenge with a pension is usually the first check you get is the same check that you're going to get the last day that you draw that pension. And except for most of the government pensions are inflation adjusted, but most private pensions are not. Mm-hmm. And but they so, can be adjusted down too. Yes, they, they can. They can make yes. a decision to do that. Yeah, and so you've got to build in some uh, cushion there as far as your other assets are concerned in the way they affect your overall income so you can increase that overall income as you go down the retirement road. Just to clarify, adjusted down meaning the cost of living adjustment can be less than it is when you start retiring. Yes. I didn't mean they were going to take money away from you. Yeah. Well, they can take money away from well, you. There are, some, too. there are some pensions that are, are financially challenged that they've had to cut the pension. Yeah. Well, we need to take a break. One more segment of the Get Ready for the Future show helping you with tips to retire early. Monday warrior, mean, mean strike. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Join us for one of our live events in your area. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar. More of the Get Ready for the Future show after this. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. Get your notepads ready and go back to the classroom. We're calling it Retirement 101. That's our next Gen Wealth Academy workshop, and there's two opportunities. There are two opportunities coming up in September to attend, one in Little Rock and Conway. I want to tell you the dates. September 11th, 6.30 at the Crown Plaza. That is the Gen Wealth Academy workshop in Little Rock. And on September 18th at 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway, Love going to Mike's place and holding a workshop there. We've got a private room, so there's plenty of uh, quiet there for a Gen Wealth Academy workshop called Retirement 101. It's free to attend. Just sign up at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. You can go there anytime as well to find out a little bit more about Gen Wealth, find out some other educational resources there, financially speaking, to help you learn a little bit more about what you're going to be facing in retirement. And we certainly hope today during the Get Ready for the Future show that you've learned a little bit more about tips to retire early. And and really, some of these tips can be applied to your retirement plan, whether you're retiring early or not. If you'd like to learn more and sit down with a Gen Wealth Advisor, write this number down, 501-653-7355. It's 501-653-7355. And that is our main office line here in Bryant, but it will get you in touch with a Gen Wealth Advisor nearest you. And we have offices in Little Rock, El Dorado, Hot Springs, Bossier City, Shreveport area, and here in Bryant, Arkansas. A Gen Wealth Advisor is ready to talk to you. That first appointment is absolutely free. takes about a couple of hours. Anna Olive, our client introductory specialist, is going to ask you to bring some documents. She might ask you a few questions in that prep phone call to get the advisor ready to best know how to ask the questions he or she needs to ask of you when you come in. And, and let me tell you this, too. I've met with some people recently that have been longtime radio listeners. They've listened for a long time. So yeah. we know people are out there that have probably had us on, off and on, for years. And you guys more than me. I've only been here a couple of <laughs> But they have just not been able to make that call yet for whatever reason. Maybe they think they're not ready. Maybe they're still a little, uh, little bit, uh, maybe it's a little bit intimidating to try to think about pulling all of those documents together and getting organized. Maybe they don't like what, they don't think they're going to like what they're going to hear. Let me just say this. Go ahead and do it now. If you've been listening for a long time, write that number down. Call us on Monday and set up that first appointment. 
There's no reason to wait any longer. 501-653-7355, just to have a discussion. That's all. It's not going to cost you anything to do that and sit down with a Gen Wealth Advisor. So tips to retire early. We've got to get, we talked about inflation in the last segment. We're going to talk about Social Security because I think that ties right into inflation because you want to talk about cost of living raises being non-existent. Social Security will, will give you some, maybe, possibly. It's usually going to have a decimal in front of it. And even yes. if it doesn't, it's likely going to be eaten up by a Medicare premium mm-hmm. raise as well. But what about strategies of when to take Social Security? Because if you're retiring pre-62, you're going to probably want to be looking at, should I take that benefit as soon as possible? Yeah, that's the the big conundrum when you are looking at this because you have uh, positives and negatives to this. The positive is that when that Social Security income kicks in, if it kicks in at 62, then that relieves some strain on your asset pool that you have. Uh, the 401k, the IRAs, uh, the non-qualified money that you're using uh, for income in retirement, you have to use less of it because now you have an income stream from Social Security that's kicked in. That's a positive. The negative is, is that if you take Social Security early, then you're going to get a lesser benefit. But you also run the risk of leaving your spouse with a lesser benefit because when a husband and wife are in retirement together and they're both drawing Social Security, when one of them passes away, the smaller Social Security check essentially goes away and the larger check remains with the person that is surviving. And so now that's not technically how it is as but, far as but the, the mathematical the, deposit amount. Yep. That's the deal. Yeah, yeah. those, yeah. those yeah. that's that's the end result of it. So when you look at this, you have to make some decisions, some trade-offs potentially. And that might involve the fact that you need to think about life insurance uh, to as a backstop. If you're going to take Social Security yeah. early, maybe some life insurance uh, that would be available to the surviving spouse could fill in the difference that that early retirement in Social Security actually makes. I think the life insurance lends itself to the point that we would make about this just completely. And that is that you need to have a very holistic view of the social security decision. It is not simply, do I take my benefit at 62 or at my full retirement age or at age 70? Your statement makes it look that simple. It is not that simple. You have a spouse. There's such a thing as spousal benefits. There are actually, we've talked about this so many times on the radio, but I feel like I need to keep preaching the sermon because there's people who hadn't heard it yet. (laughs) You know, there are 86 different claiming strategies for Social Security, and most of the time, what we do with a client after we've gone through that analysis is not anything that they would have chosen based on what their statement alone is telling them. We know that they can't get this advice at Social Security yeah. because they are precluded from giving advice about which strategy to use. And the other thing Social Security Administration cannot do, they cannot look at this in light of what you alluded to, John, the impact on your investments. Only an advisor who can look mm-hmm. at the holistic picture has the ability to do that. And we believe it is critical for you to look at it that way. Austin, you know, the the most commonly heard phrase when we do a social security analysis for someone and make a recommendation uh, to them about their claiming strategy is, I didn't know I could do it that way. Yeah. 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 A lot of people are very surprised when we sit down and look at a full-blown analysis. And it's just, we're showing you the numbers, but we also look at that holistic approach where we're looking at everything as a big picture rather than just that one little snippet of your plan. So if you have a financial advisor now and you're hearing us talk about this, does your financial advisor offer a social security analysis, a strategy pre-retirement years? Come on in and see a GenWealth financial advisor and talk about that as part of your overall retirement income plan. It's more than just investments. All right, so we have a few minutes left, John, and I know you really want to tackle these subjects, the debt portion of, especially as it relates to someone wanting to retire early. Well, let's just be blunt about it. If you have a bunch of debt, don't even think about retiring early. I just don't think that that makes any sense whatsoever unless you have a massive amount of money. to be able to fund that debt for. And if you do that, then get rid of the debt. But don't go into retirement with a lot of debt, especially early retirement. Now, 
you know, there are folks that go into retirement with debt, but Janet, when we sit down with someone, one of our goals is to try to help them eliminate that debt as quickly as possible, because maybe we didn't have the opportunity to sit down with them before they Mm -hmm. got ready to retire to put that program in place earlier. Absolutely. This is a a conversation that Teresa and I just had uh, very recently with some clients, and it is very focused on, look, you cannot retire. And they know this, but you cannot retire retire until these things are taken care of. And so it is just critical for you to get your house in order. And and I would say, you know, if you're younger and listening to this, don't be the person who waits until you're on the doorstep of retirement to get things in order. Do it now and get rid of that debt. And we're talking about retiring early. If you get rid of your debt in your 20s or 30s, mm-hmm. how early can you retire? It, it's It's a huge difference maker. Well, ultimately, as we talk about uh, where we've gone in this show, tips to retire early and where we're going next week with the perfect storm, let's kind of bridge that gap because the, the importance here is to have a plan. And, and many people would like to dream about retiring early, but they don't have a plan on paper on purpose of how they're going to provide income from their assets over the rest of their lives so that they can have that in front of them and, and build that and work toward that. You also need a backup plan as well, for sure. And we help you with that in the contingencies because we know that plan's going to change. I don't know that we'd call it a backup plan. We call it ongoing uh, updating of the current right. plan, right? You're, you're going to have things change over the course of your retirement too. And that's the benefit of working with a financial advisor. But as we wrap up, John, I want to tie this into this perfect storm concept next week because I think where we are in the markets, where we are in the economy emphasizes even more importance, even more urgency for people, whether they're retiring early or they're retiring at 65, whenever they're retiring, to have a plan in place to absorb what could be that perfect storm. Well, you know, there has not been a time that I know of uh, in, in really this generation's lifetime that we've had the potential for a bull market ending and a rising interest rate environment. And if you know anything about investing, you know those two things can can actually come together to form that perfect storm. The, it's a set of circumstances that, that uh, we've not navigated before. And so to have some expertise yeah. to, to say, you know what? The the whole idea of this whole, you know, systematic withdrawal 4% rule deal for retirement didn't work in, in good times. It's really not going to work in, in a perfect storm. So what is my plan? What is it that I can do to weather that storm and be ready uh, if that indeed does come to fruition? We're going to talk extensively about that, that next week. But I, I do want to encourage everybody to go to our Facebook page, Scott, and, and leave their comments about what your thoughts are about. Uh, you know, retirement's coming. As Chris Hogan loves to say, retirement is coming. It is like that relentless freight train coming down the road. Retirement is coming. What are you going to do? You're on the spot. What are you going to do? Now, throw into that equation the circumstances that we see in the market and this potential perfect storm. It does beg for you to get some expert ex- uh, expertise in your plan. So we'll be talking about that perfect storm next week on the Get Ready for the Future show. So join us same time, same radio station to hear about that. Ryan Dietrich will be with us as well, uh, senior market strategist at LPL Financial. We are partners with that broker dealer, and he will be on with us as he joins us every month to talk about a current look at the markets uh, and the economy. So join us for that. Go to our Facebook page, like our Facebook page, Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and, and we'll have a question up there. What are your concerns about retiring uh, into what will likely be the longest bull market in American history. You can leave your thoughts there, and we might share some of the comments next week. And if you want to reach out again to a Genwell Financial Advisor, the best way to do it is our main phone number, 501-653-7355, 501-653-7355, to take the first step toward building your retirement income plan. That's all the time we have for this week's show. We thank you for being with us, and again, we hope you'll join us again next week. 
The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Thank you.